You are now tuned in to Two Studs in a Pod, a podcast giving you a candid glimpse into the world of super terrific uber dykes, which you can call us studs. I'm Blaze. I'm Meech. Embracing the rainbow within is what we're getting into this week. So let's get into it. Homie, drop the beat. like to welcome you to the show. October 11th was National Coming Out Day. So this week, we're getting into our personal stories of coming out. But before we take it back, Meech, what's the haps this week, homie? Man, a lot is the haps this week. (laughs) I finally, um, I had a couple offers on the table. I had a couple job interviews. Um, So I had three particular offers that I was contemplating. I accepted one. So I took the deuces. (laughs) I gave my notice today. I'm so excited to get the fuck out of there and move on to bigger and better things. Um, this new company, um, it's just a whole different industry and it's something that I'm interested in. So I think it it's going to work out really well, regardless, you know, if I'm doing IT or not, I'm just happy to be in that industry and learning things and soaking up as much information as possible. So, um, yeah, that's that's been the main thing going on with me what's been going on with you um well congratulations first of all you know what i'm saying thank you thank you play the horns right here beep, 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 beep. You know <laughs> um, yes uh still you know well work and um a little bit of uh play but not much mostly uh making the grass grow outside we've moved okay. on from <laughs> we moved from on the to the next yes to the next phase <laughs> So, and I can finally see it like being finished and shit like that. I'm considering putting in a pond. So we'll see how that goes. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, we got some new neighbors and that's been an interesting situation. So oh, Lord. still haven't really gotten a good look at them to see what's up. We do know they have a dog, uh, Uh-oh. at least two dogs. But um, I mean, other than that, you know, things have been been uh pretty chill on this end on this end of town so uh before we let it all out we're gonna pop some peas and pay homage to some well-known and not so well-known masculine presented women that have made moves or are making moves that help make a scene in our segment called popping peas this week we're shining the spotlight on a dynamic literary shero we are honored to pop one for audrey lord Audrey was an award-winning literary savant. Her writings often focused on civil rights injustices against homosexuality, racism, sexism, and classism. Audrey, who changed the spelling of her birth-given name as a child, is quoted as saying, by dropping the Y at the end of her name, it enhanced the symmetry of her first and last name side by side. The tumultuous relationship with her parents only began there. Her mother in particular was difficult to form a relationship with as she unfortunately described to what we now call colorism and disregarded her darker-skinned daughter because of it. In light of this, Audrey took to poetry to release her emotions, using the page to express herself where vocalization failed. She even once described herself as thinking in poem. 
High on the power of education, it was her time at Tugaloo College in Mississippi as a writer-in-residence that reinforced her pride in being crazy and queer. Audrey was named as the state poet of her native New York in 1991. Her talents eventually led her to Berlin, where she became an integral part of the Afro-German movement taking place at the time. Putting her emphasis on the authenticity of experience, Lord helped to formulate the theory behind what we call intersectionality today. Never wanting to be subsumed into a general category of woman, Audrey did not want to be judged for her differences, but demanded that they be acknowledged. In keeping with her unique take on life, she married a white gay man, whom she divorced after eight years of marriage and two children. Audrey found love again, making her home in St. Croix with fellow black feminist, Dr. Gloria Joseph. Together, they founded several organizations designed to uplift and assist black women in her homes of St. Croix in Africa. A life of activism and pride of being black feminist and crazy queer with an insatiable appetite for literature and philanthropy is proof that Audre Lorde was popping. Yeah. Yes. I'm sure um, a lot of people know about Audre Lorde. It's like she has a whole, yeah. um, I mean, we we donate to her uh, organization or the organization that's formed in her legacy um, already. But I just, I don't know. I just like learning about other gay masculine people you know what i'm saying and maybe educating the people too who didn't know yeah exactly i'm sure not a lot of people um not everybody knows you know what i'm saying like at some point i didn't know you didn't know about about Mm -hmm. her either so and it is lgbtq plus history month so there you go all right uh, be sure to check out the Audrey Lord Project. It's based in Brooklyn. This legacy organization focuses on nonviolent activism and fighting for the rights of LGBTQ plus people of color. Alrighty. Well, now that we've learned a little this week, let's get into what we've got cooking in stewed peas. There is a common thread among those of us who live our lives flying those rainbow colors with pride. Regardless of how you identify, lesbian, gay, trans, or otherwise, there came a time when we had to choose between being who we truly are or continuing to hide. The process of bursting through the closet door is one that can either traumatize or energize, depending on your particular familiar ties. So, uh, Meech, uh, did you have a traditional coming out moment? Um, Nothing I do is traditional. (laughs) (laughs) No, so... um... My dad, unfortunately, passed away before I came out to my family. Mm-hmm. But me coming out to my mom was just kind of like she came. Did she come? Oh, we went on a trip to to actually St. Croix. Yep. Matter of fact, now that we, we were talking tides, about Audrey Lord, right? Okay, yeah, <laughs> and she ended up flying back into Miami with me. And my girlfriend picked me up from the airport. Oh, and like she just ran up to me and jumped on me and started kissing me, and I was like, "Well, mom, this is my girlfriend." Oh shit! <laughs> and that was the crazy ex. So that was the first one that my mom met as my girlfriend. Right. I would say of all, um, of you know, because I have yeah, yeah, of all people for her to meet the crazy one, and she like she loved my mom. My mom thought she was she, she thought she was okay because <laughs> she was calling my mom by her first name, and you know, my mom she's like, "Oh, oh, oh, oh you you pitch marbles with me," <laughs> meaning like. You know, we went to school together. Yeah, like we friends. friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that that was weird. But um, you know, before that, my mom had actually we had a conversation, and my nephew was inquiring um about like my sexuality, and um she told me the story. So this could kind of I guess be considered my coming out story. 
and she was just like, um, it doesn't matter, you know, what what my my child is. She's my child and I'm gonna love her regardless. So I was like, All right, cool, mom. <laughs> <laughs> good answer, good answer. And that was uh that was it. Like as far as my family, like, um, I don't know, I just feel like everybody always knew. Cause I, you know, I had bought a girlfriend around before. I just never introduced her as my girlfriend mm-hmm. uh, when I was like nineteen, maybe. And I lived with her, and my family came to our house that we had together, and visited us, and you know, Your spent roommate. time there. <laughs> yeah, my roommate. <laughs> my roommate, exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and then like my girlfriend now, you know. Everybody knows that's my girlfriend, and right. it's very clear to them that you know that's my girlfriend, and we've uh, she's been over. She comes over the mic. My mom talks to her and all that good stuff. So it's not you know not the traditional sit sit mommy down and sit my family down and tell them. But once I heard my mom say like she was okay and she was gonna love me regardless, so I was just like I can just continue to live my life the way I've been living. Mm-hmm. I think maybe that has to do with because you you waited till you were a little little older. Like for me, right. you know, I was so young. Um, and even though like my dad wasn't cool, my dad wasn't cool with gay people. Like he wasn't cool. You know what I'm saying? Like he grew up Jehovah's Witness, and yeah. he just wasn't. That wasn't part of his vibe. And because uh, I even remember my sister having a conversation, like we were hanging out with my pops in the living room and she asked because I kind of had already had the vibe and like my sister was the first one to, to like know you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and um without even me really ever even having to say anything but she was like just asking my dad random questions and one of them was you know about him having a gay child and being the macho dude that he was he was like I don't make those kind of kids you know what I'm saying and here I am oh. sitting there like right well yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but at that time, that was before I was like, you know, I'm I'm gay. I like pussy, and that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? That's right. how I live my life. That was me still trying to figure everything out. So that was a little like, you know. And even then, my um, my mom, like, she had us around gay people. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, she's the one who told me what gay was, right? Like, back to the last episode. Um, and she had gay friends and all of this, and like our grow our our childhood was so diverse with people, but I still was like scared to come out to my mom. Cause I think it's, yeah. it was just like different when it's your child, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And that was something that I was thinking about at 15, 16, I don't know, right. freshman in high school. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but I didn't sit my mom down. Like when I came out, that's not what I did. Like I hyped myself up and I wrote this, I wrote this long ass letter Mm-hmm. and like just told her like how I felt about things and like what was going on in my head and in the end I just remember being like I'm gay like <laughs> that's mm-hmm. like the last thing and um that I was going to this um special high school so at the time I had to um go for summer go go to class in the summer like that was part of the requisite for going to the school and it was really to get you used to the travel and shit like that because that shit was I lived on one end of the county and that shit was way on the other. So I had to catch like Man. buses and Metro rails and shit at five o'clock in the morning where my bus stop was right by the crack house. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, yeah, I still remember the crackhead waving, waving at us that first morning. My mom was like, we are moving. You're stopped. No, my mom was like, we, we're not, we're not, we're not, 
staying here. Like, <laughs> this is not where we're going to keep waiting for this bus. So, yes. But, um, yeah, so eventually, after that, actually, it's because of that. She ended up usually driving me to the Metro Rail Station. Like, that would be like the train. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. Miami's version of the train. <laughs> like, yeah, like the lure. Yeah, so... um. So I had planned, like, I wrote this letter the night before. It was actually my mom's birthday that I oh. <laughs> gave her this letter. <laughs> and um, so, you know, um, it was summer, so my mom was taking me to the to the train. I left the letter, like, on the door because I knew my mom was going to have to walk back in the house and see the letter on the door. Right. So that whole day at school, y'all. Cause yeah. yeah, I was like bugged out. Cause I knew I was gay. Like I convinced my mom to take us to take my sister and I to the little fair just because I heard that was like the gay, oh. like the, the place where all the lesbians were and shit. Yeah. You know what I'm <laughs> so I was like, I was like, how do I, how do I get to where all the lesbians are to find out if I'm lesbian? Right. I, I bought my first rainbow bracelet. At that, uh-huh. at that, I was like, Mom, I want to buy this bracelet. I really like it. And it was a rainbow mm-hmm. bracelet. I wore that bracelet until that shit popped. And then it, Damn. it and I fixed it and wore it again until it popped. Like, I was trying to let the world know I was gay on the low. I wanted girls to right. get on me. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, you right. put the signal out there and shit. But yeah, so uh, when my mom came to pick me up from the bus stop um, after school, she took my sister and I to eat. And when my sister got up to like go to the bathroom, she told me, she was like, you know, she looked at me, she was like, I got your letter and I just want to let you know that I love you. And yeah. she was like, I already knew. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> damn, you made me go through all this shit. Yeah, you for, real. Told me. Like, for real. Why <laughs> didn't you tell me? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, she was, I'm like, basically now when I look back, I'm like, well, look at me. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Was, all the signs. Right. It's, all it's obvious. But, yeah. but you know, like, that's that's how it was and it was uh it was still nerve-wracking but like mm-hmm. i said you know uh, i'm here and thank god i had the um the mom that i had you know what i'm saying i eventually told my dad but i told it i told it to him like that's like a dagger because i was pissed at him and we were fighting and i was like and that's why i'm gay motherfucker <laughs> damn yes and i walked out the house on that note <laughs> <laughs> I know my dad had inquired um I think when I brought my first girlfriend around or maybe when I moved with her because you know everybody you know he's not a dumb he wasn't a dumb guy um I think he asked my mom he's like what's going on why isn't anybody telling me anything but at the time I had already left and um but you know like by the time I came back he wasn't here anymore so I think he had I think he had an idea too but I just feel like parents know, like, you know, your children, you know, the signs. Right. I'm like, especially if you know gay people. Right. And but thank God our, our coming out stories weren't too bad. Like that, uh, that episode, um, that show that was on Viceland. Yeah. I know you've seen it, um, uh, with Ellen Page mm-hmm. and the Asian guy, who wants to come out to his mom? Oh yeah, yeah. and they recorded like that was dramatic. Yeah. I'm like, well, I don't I know, think I could have done that when I was in when I was in high school. I knew I had friends who came out to their parents, and their parents mm. disowned them. I had a friend commit suicide yeah. because oh shit, yeah, because of the um the hurt that 
yeah. she she felt when she came she came out of the of the closet and like even though I was out to my family I wasn't out in high I wasn't out in school mm-hmm. that freshman year so like I was out to my family but right it wasn't until um later on that I was like out out in high school and then it just I was out after that like <laughs> I was out I was yeah. sneaking into gay clubs and I was right Next thing you know, I got bitches sitting on my face and shit, and then <laughs> <laughs> yeah, once you out, it's not going back. Yeah, it's a wrap. Like it's a wrap. Yeah. Yes. So I mean, you know, yeah, coming out is not. Um, it's still it. It still wasn't easy. Like I had to think about how cool my my mom is. You know what I'm saying with right. gayness and just even the people who she really had in our life. Um, my sister and I at the time growing up and it's I don't know it was weird but again I didn't really see gay people on mm-hmm. the, like TV and you know like mm-hmm. we weren't really and still us as studs and masculine presented women aren't right. really represented like that but we weren't represented at all and it was so taboo and like mm-hmm. you know but, yeah I think that's part of why when I came to Miami, there was just like a whole community of people that I was around that just made it easier for me to just come out. Yeah, because gay people, we tend to form our own families because we get disowned by our family. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe there's that one house. My house would have been that one that, yeah. you know, everybody came over to and felt safe. You know, my mom would have loved that for everybody to come over and feel safe. And um, it just... You know, I it ended up that I was going to places to have that kind of um, camaraderie, but I uh, definitely sought out gay family and had gay family experiences. Like the time when I lived with a bunch of gay dudes, <laughs> <laughs> and one happened to be a drag queen who oh, wow. everybody also called B. <laughs> so that was interesting <laughs> times. Oh. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's just been coming out was probably I don't know, maybe it was even I was even more scared to tell my mom I was smoking cigarettes. Than, <laughs> right. Than coming out, if you put it in perspective of like my age and maturity at the time. But mm-hmm. I don't know. <sighs> coming out is not easy, but congratulations to everybody who celebrated on Sunday. Because by, yeah, by the time this it's comes a big out, deal. yes, and it's something you'll always remember. I think, like, I will always remember sticking that letter on that door and the feeling of all day being in classes, wondering what kind of reaction I was going to get once I um, made it home. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Yeah, I remember that. Oh shit, moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for you, no, that was different. That yeah. was like, like I did that it for was... myself. You, <laughs> right? I didn't. I didn't really have a choice. Yes. I don't know. If, I don't know if we ever had that conversation because I had met um, her mom, mm-hmm. you know, and I didn't know that she was gonna run up to me and jump on me and kiss me. Like I had only been going a week, <laughs> <laughs> so I was just about to, you know, hi mom. You know, I was planning on doing it at at lunch, maybe taking my mom out to lunch or something, but. Um. You know, crazy is as crazy does. So <laughs> I was, but 
thank God my mom's reaction was cool, you know? Yeah. She's, uh... And she probably, I mean, did you have the short hair? Did you have the short hair at that point? No, it wasn't. It wasn't cut yet. Oh. It was still kind of long. Yeah. Then, like, right after that, I cut it off. (laughs) It was after that? I thought you had the, um... I thought you had the shortcut before even um crazy chick. Nah, I did it um during her. Oh. <laughs> well there you go, your crazy moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. I'm cutting my hair off. No, I can't even tell you how many times I do that. And then when I hear they're like, that's what girls do when they like in breakup relationship, I'm like, Well, I mean I am a girl, so <laughs> <laughs> but that used to be my go-to move right there, boy. After I break up with somebody, because most of the time, most of the time I meet um, women and I'll have like the short hair, like when I was waving and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or just keeping a low Caesar type deal. And that's um, like the bat signal sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm single, yeah. right? Right. And then they they all want my hair to grow grow in. Girls yeah. love the curls. What can I say? <laughs> and then. <laughs> And then, um, and then, you know, I just have the curls again. So now I'm like, I might dread my shit. I don't know. I don't know oh, if this man. would even, if it would even stick this mess I got on top of my head right now. All right. Oh, oh. I'm getting, getting mad off topic. <laughs> uh, well. Now that we've already gotten off topic, let's go ahead and get wild. Let's get into Wild Peaks, or the part of the show where we share and answer some of the most wild questions we've seen on the internet. This week's question is... Which one of... (laughs) I can't even read it without laughing. Which one you rather do? Suck your girl's toes or lick her asshole? I'm going with the eat a booty gang. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> it's just something about toes. It's just something about toes. I'm like, caveat, we have to have come like right out the shower. You know what I'm saying? Like, this ain't no all day um, gym sweat. <laughs> Roasting. <laughs> Marinating. Carpenter's crack booty hole. Okay, what are we talking about? <laughs> sweat dripping down. Right. Like, yeah, well, no, no, no. Outside in the fucking moving piles of dirt and shit type of shit nah man no we talking about fresh out the shower right then um it's eat a booty gang all day you know what i'm saying <laughs> drink daddy <laughs> I mean, yeah definitely. miami is as miami does you know what i'm saying okay, okay. yeah that must be the miami in me yo i just i just can't get down with toes i don't like toes like I don't like your I toes. Like My toes. I think toes. I like toes to be cute. Like your toes can't be looking crazy. You can't right. be on some shack shit. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. I mean, they still have to be well kept, right? And pedicured, not cutting me up in the bed. For real, they gotta be. <laughs> like, a, they gotta just be like better than mine. <laughs> right. Yes. I mean, I can't have somebody with toes that look worse than mine because sometimes I get a little lazy and I'm like, oh shit, you know, it's my toes. But I'm always wearing <laughs> socks and sneakers. I'm not wearing heels. Right. Like so Sandals and... Right, yeah. exactly. And I don't look like I should have pretty feet either. Yeah. 
So we're definitely going with the Eat a Booty Gang, okay? And on that note, we're going to end the show here. Don't forget to follow Two Studs in a Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And catch a glimpse of us behind the scenes by following Meech on IG at the Homie Meech and on Twitter at Homie Meech. And myself at its.me.blaze on IG and it's me blaze2 on Twitter. If email is more your thing, you can shoot us an email at two studs in a pod at gmail.com. That's T W O studs in a pod at gmail.com. Two studs in a pod is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and also tune in. Gratitude is always the attitude. So we want to say thank you for lending us your ear. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. Arrivederci. <laughs>